Hello and welcome everybody to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurelien, the mindfulinvestor.net. I'm here with Glenn, glennsutherland.com and Darcy, darcywatt.ca. So today we will be discussing choosing your CPA, your Chartered Professional Accountant. Uh, who wants to go first? I can go first. Um, so I get this question all the time because, you know, a lot of people are investing, who contact me are investing and they're about to invest in the United States and they don't have all their whole team set up, right? Um, so a lot the common question is, can I use the CPA that I use to do my books that have been doing my books for many years? And uh, what I always say is, it depends. Like, what what is their <laughs> specialty, right? Um, because the number one thing you don't want to do is be teaching your CPA. <laughs> you do not want to be teaching your CPA. And a lot of them are like, hey, Glenn, can you have a call with them to explain some of this stuff to them? And I'm whenever I hear that question, you need a different CPA. Because the CPA, ideally, like whenever I first hired my first CPAs in Canada and the US, they're supposed to be on it. Ideally, they should be able to find more savings in your taxes than you could do and to pay for themselves, right? Um, they should be paying for themselves, right? They should be good enough to be paying for themselves. They should be have, giving you enough benefit to do that, right? Otherwise, why <laughs> find somebody else? Because they should know the tax code in both countries well enough to find you savings, right? So first of all, do not teach them. If they're asking you questions about how stuff works, um, it's probably time to move on. Um, and you want to get one who's specialized. If you are doing apartment syndication, get one who does apartment syndication for other people. If you're investing in the US from Canada, get one that's a cross-border CPA, right? Find someone who specializes in what you do. Don't hire one who does small businesses to try and do cross-border. Don't try and force a a square peg into a triangle hole, right? Just work with someone. It'll, it'll be an easier thing. It sucks to fire people, especially if you have a long transition or long period of working with them, but you can't have to do this, right? You have to be working with someone that's going to help you advance your business, right? Um, yeah. One thing I also like to find is what other services they have. Typically, a CPA has all kinds of connections to other people they know. Um, so just that alone, like this is a people business and some of the connections can be invaluable, right? They might know lawyers, attorneys that can do all kinds of other things for you, right? Um, they could have all kinds of connections, right? Um, uh, yeah, what other services? Um, and the other last question I had for myself was, um, do you need a different CPA for both countries? And that's one I often get. Um, and that's, that it's, it's a tough question, right? You can get companies that will do like a lot of those large, you know, I'm not going to do name drops, but a lot of those large accounting companies in Canada, they will do U S taxes, Canadian taxes, American bookkeeping, Canadian bookkeeping. Um, and there's probably an advantage to doing them both, uh, in the same spot, um, but like, once again, I would prefer to work with someone who specializes in working in the U.S. and another one who, who knows the tax code really well for Americans and, I, and works with foreign nationals, which are Canadians. Um, and I also want a separate CPA that does my Canadian taxes, right? And what if you are going to use separate CPAs, what I want to know is that they are comfortable doing like a one-hour call once a year, at least, with the two CPAs. Because so they make sure that we're in, we're there, they understand this. Because 
the first year we did this, I can't remember which way it was. I had a huge tax bill in one country and a huge re rebate in the other country. And I was like, this seems silly. Let's get you all on the phone. Let's talk to each other and figure out how we can bring these down, right? Make it make sense, right? Work together, right? Because there's certain things in different tax codes that, you know, can be, you know, just moving things from repairs to renovation or renovation to repairs if it is legitimate, you know, done right, right? Or um, should I be claiming my coaching on my American tax return or my Canadian tax return? Because if you're a company, you can, you know, it's running through corporations and you could do it either way or the following year to do this more tax advantage. Like there's tax advantages to doing it different ways. So having those people able to, like the two CPAs to communicate with each other mm -hmm. could find the best way to run this through. Um, but yeah, that, those were the, the main questions I was thinking. I'll probably come up with another like bunch of points as you guys talk, but that's what I was thinking for my CPAs is what I was thinking. That's good stuff. I hadn't thought about the U.S. Um, part of it and coordinating them. Um, I would give some similar advice that my father gave me for finding an electrician. Look for a mid-sized company that's got sufficient depth on the bench that what you have isn't the first time they've heard about it. Whereas I think go to a colleague and say, hey, what's up with this, a senior colleague? Because honestly, unless you're a big corporation and you're paying a monthly retainer, you don't have the kind of pull to get the real talent but you do want to have access to it within their organization. So if you're, you know, if you're paying less than three to $5,000 a year on tax preparation, if you go to one of the big ones like Ernst & Young or Deloitte or KPMG, you're going to get an intern, somebody who's been on the job for less than six to eight months. Now they may be keen, but they're green. And you're just not going to get a senior partner, um, but you can buy better um, talent and more experience if you go to a smaller place. But you can't go so small that some guy doing it in his house or in his basement. Now, you might luck out and get great talent there. That's possible. Um, you know, you all might also find a unicorn or a Sasquatch. And for all those guys that are running a, you know, accounting business out of their basement, I'm so sorry. But come on. Um, if, you know, you're, if you're going to scale for professional work, you need to hire professionals. So I would say a midsize local regional player uh, because here's the other reason why. They're probably doing taxes for the same kind of people that you want in your investment circle. People that own small businesses, medium-sized businesses in five to $30 million range. These are the kind of businesses that are your best investors as well. So the same guy that's doing your taxes doing potential partners tax. And there's reasons why you might meet those people that meet and greets with these companies. They're big enough to have a meet and greet. They have enough budget that they can invite you over for you know dry sandwiches and one glass of Chardonnay. Um, that's all important because this is a social business. Um, Darcy, Darcy, before you go on, I just wanted to ask you a question on that one point. You said to have a local CPA. Is it important that they are close to you? No. I mean, you're going to walk your books over there, but you might send it all by e-transfer. Everything's electronic, but you're going to have a relationship with them. If you're talking about your team, it's possible to have a long-distance relationship. Absolutely. Is it ideal? I don't think so. I mean, for me, it's and I, you know, I'm 60, so maybe I'm seeing things through an older lens, but it's a personal business. I want to know. And I also want those um, moments between when we're doing a transacted business where they say, sorry, what? What do you think you're doing? Because a lot of really important stuff have come out of the meeting after the meeting. When you're talking on the way out, they say, sorry, what you're planning on doing what? When are you buying more properties? Or are you, are you getting rid of one? Well, okay, that's important for us to know that we can set this up a little bit differently. Because if they're just doing what's been transacted in your email, do this work or this amount of money, 
they're going to miss the nuances of what you're trying to accomplish. And that's important. You have to have a relationship with them. They have to be comfortable asking you more questions and questions about intention and where you're going. And that would bring me to, you know, it's going to cost a little bit more money. I want to, throw that out there. I want to keep on time here. But that's part of feeling comfortable with this person that, because they're going to know everything about you. Your money secrets are, you know, um, super personal. You're going to feel comfortable with them, that these are the people that can have and hold those kind of money secrets and your, your dreams, your aspirations, what you want to do with it. Um, final thing, and I think this is what uh, Glenn's point is, they have to be thinking about your business in other other times, so that they're not just doing what you ask them to do. But when they go away, they come back and go, "You said you wanted to do this. There's a better way of doing that. You have overlooked this." Because I'm not a CA, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not also not an engineer, and in these very specific roles. I need better thinking than my own in these areas because there's things that men overlook. So I want Helmet, who is my accountant, to go away and think about my business and come back with better ideas, better ways to organize it, better ways to make it more efficient and to notice things that I'm missing. Uh, I'm with Glenn. If you're teaching your CA, he, is, he or she is the wrong person. You can't be in that position to know more than your professionals. They have to be professionals and they have to be really good. What's that was a saying go? You don't want to be the smartest person in the room? Yeah. <laughs> Mercifully, that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing it, it dawned on me too, because you do your bookkeeping yourself, right? Yeah. Um, some people have their, their CPA do the bookkeeping. Do you think there's an advantage to doing it one way versus the other way? I don't know. I wouldn't say that, you know, many of those places are trying to hire bookkeepers because they'd love to bring it in-house and make it tidy and efficient in between them. And yeah. there's a way to extract, you know, they charge on top of the person they're playing, they bring someone in at $18 an hour, oversee the work and they charge 25. You know, they make a nice little lift on that service. Um, many places do that. Yeah. Um, Mine actually, that's why I hired. The bookkeeper I hired is my CPA, right? It's, yeah. a, it's not my, mind you, if you guys should be aware of this, if you hire your CPA to do your bookkeeping, like, like Darcy just said, it's not the CPA that does the bookkeeping. It's somebody else. They just goes to the same firm, but they do line stuff up for taxes. They know, you know, that they can basically get all the information instantly. They're not waiting on you or they shouldn't be yep. waiting on themselves. Uh, yep. so. And it's much more efficient for them. Yeah. And they know the quality of the books that they're going to get. And they certainly can't complain about your bookkeeping because they did it. Um, not that they have about ours, but, uh, you know, I said in the earlier episode, last week's episode, how good our bookkeeping is. <laughs> Ari, what's your experience? You're doing in countries. I only have a Canadian experience to talk about. Yeah, uh, the bookkeeper, the sorry, the accountant I picked was a. Uh, I met him at a, at a, a real estate conference, and he was specializing in uh, real estate, so that's why I wanted to talk to him. One tip I have is make sure you talk to an accountant before you start investing in real estate to make sure you set everything up properly so that from the get-go, you don't have to transfer because, you know, you may have to, if you transfer properties from your own name to a corporation, you have to pay land transfer tax again in, in Canada. Um, check with your CPA for that. So make sure you set up everything properly at the beginning. And I, I have to say, I enjoy working with him. So his team is not that great, but I enjoy working with him because he answers all of my questions. When I send him an email, he answers my, he answers my email. So I, I, I really appreciate that. There is a way also to contact him and we can set up a call and um, you pay consultations. Uh, he's, so he's very responsive. And one thing I make sure is when I get my um, uh, 
HST return. Uh, I make sure I, I review everything because, um, you know, he, he's not the one doing the work himself. So he has employees. And um, so I need to make sure that uh, I need to, uh, it's good to know a little bit of accounting so that you can uh, uh, make sure that they don't, um, like, for example, when you do a, HST return, you want to make sure if it's in a corporation, you have a charge, you have commercial tenants, you can claim some of the commercial expenses with the HST you uh, you pay, but not on the residential properties. Um, so it's important that your accountant finds out from you what is commercial, what is residential. So if the accountant doesn't ask you those questions, then maybe it's not the, the right accountant. Um, what I sometimes do, so we mentioned larger firms, is I'll go get a consultation with one of those larger firms and then get the work done at my at my accounting firm, um, and um, so so I know which protocol to follow and then I I get my accountant to follow it. Um, and a tip I gave last 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 time about bookkeeping you know if you if you don't use a software for your bookkeeping and you need to uh, extract the information because uh, you can download the cv csv files from your bank unfortunately then and you you're stuck with a pdf you can use a, a virtual assistant to do data entry and then you just check that work it's a it's a big time saver and also wait, the wait last... a second i'm gonna cut you off there did yeah. you just say that you got a virtual assistant to do banking or pull bank statements were you concerned about them having access to all that? No, I took out the the account number. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you did that, and then they did the rest. You did yeah. the first. Okay, all right. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure because that's one of the things that, that I, always bugs me. I'm like, how do I do this? Because I I don't want to do it, but I don't know who I can trust. <laughs> yeah, you, you take out the routing number. It was for the U.S. So routing yeah, yeah, yeah. Number, account number. Oh, sorry. Um, and it's also it's possible to outgrow your account and you know so your needs may not be in an alignment with their knowledge and their expertise so you may need to uh, to grow, work with someone else there was a big change in the US so check with an accountant but when can he, when i was i was told to use a limited partnership to invest in the US when the strategy is buy and hold so that's what i did there was a change in the US with the IRS uh, where now you need um, uh, a partnership representative who's who's established in the U.S. and can represent you if you're uh, audited by the IRS. So I couldn't use a cross-border accountant. I needed to hire. Uh, I needed. I went through a lengthy interview process to find a, an accountant in the U.S. who could do um, who could do the, the the return for us. Who would accept to be our uh, partnership representative? So that's uh, just a note for people who uh, who want to do a long-term hold in the U.S. using a partnership. I just thought of this too. One thing I just recently added to my like corporate documents too, or joint venture agreements to add in there is to define who the the CPA is, um, because what you don't realize when you start uh, working with uh, you know partners who already have properties in the U.S., for instance that they have a CPA, right? And it comes down to tax time and which CPA is doing this. So which CPA, if I already have the books being done, the bookkeeping done, being done by my CPA, do they have to now farm this over to a different CPA? Or, you know, if you define a lot of this stuff off the start that it goes to your CPA and then they will give the su tax summary that you they can add to their personal taxes and their other, or their other corporate accounts. Um, they can do that afterwards, but what I ideally want to have all of my taxes done is at the same for me, 
I don't want to deal with like 30 CPAs when I do taxes. I want my CPA to do all of it. And then uh, it, because it makes it a lot easier for me, right? I don't want to deal with yep. so many different people. Um, so yep. it's one thing to define at the start. Um, and a lot of these people, they can grow with you. Um, Ari talked about the story about finding his CPA. When I uh, hired my first CPA in the US, I found uh, he worked for the foreign national pro, uh, division of a large company, right? And that's what, he, so he specialized in Canadians, right? He specialized in doing taxes for Canadians in the US. So I was like, this is the person I work for, but he, I wanted, and it was a large company. But what they, I started to do is I kept sending referrals, kept sending referrals. And you know what happened? That person um, is still my CPA. They left the company. The whole department left the company <laughs> and started a new company. And now uh, I like to at least think that I am almost uh, ex exclusively responsible for the success of that company. I've referred honestly about 4,000 uh, customers to that company. And they're all Canadians investing in the U.S. They're listening to my podcast. Everyone who listens, I, I have them as guests recently. And uh, they can grow with you, right? And you know how important I am? Whenever I called my CPA and he was at Disneyland with his family, he answered the phone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Anyway. So, uh... Yeah. So what's his key That's vacation? That's the growth I meant. I, I don't mean the growth in terms of uh, you know creating your own company. I meant the growth in terms of uh, knowledge, expertise. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's both. So like for Canadian listeners, Ari talks about growth. There's changes every year to the tax act, and you might set a course based on tax, you know, uh, advice, good tax advice from 2020. But you know, for 2023, there's six substantial changes that affect real estate um, in in Canada. There's rules around flipping. There's rules around tax planning. They've changed the GAR or GAAR, general anti-avoidance rules around tax planning so that if you are planning your process, how you do your business to avoid paying tax, to optimize the amount of money you keep and they can prove it, you can be it can be returned or rolled over and uh, reviewed. I think about that. If your primary purpose for engaging a, a tax planner is to avoid paying taxes, it can be reviewed and re and re and turned over. That's one of the new uh, parts of it. Now, you think that's the primary purpose of tax accounting? No, the government sees tax accountants as primary persons as applying the law to collect as much as possible for the government. That's the way they view it in simple terms. Whereas you might think it's quite different. So, getting on the same page with the right person doing your taxes and making you have, sure you have clarity of purpose and how you're going about what you're doing is essential. It's the right fit thing. No, on that ominous note. <laughs> but it's worth looking up. If you're Canadian, look up how they've changed the tax act. There's six substantial changes. Three of them affect real estate and two of them affect corporations. And it's so good some, some, can, some uh, Canadian uh, accountants also have a newsletter and they, they, they keep you in the loop of the new the ch changes. That's part of being, uh, some of them are, can be thought leadership, you know, have a presence online. And uh, so, yeah, that's another criteria maybe to find your, 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 your next. And I honestly like that too. And it doesn't, even if I don't read it, I like to know that they're keeping up on this. Yeah, it makes absolutely. me feel good. <laughs> Yeah. Okie dokie. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in. Hope you, you've enjoyed the content of this episode dedicated to uh, how to hire a CPA. Uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you have any questions you'd like us to cover during the show, it would be our pleasure. Just email it at advancedreitalk at gmail.com. 
it's advanced talk at gmail.com and a little plugin. So uh, Glenn has a coaching program to help people get started with flipping homes in the US. Uh, totally worth it. Lots of people taking action. He's um, it's very well structured. He's been running it for a while now. And Darcy, Darcy is available. So that's glensutherland.com. Darcy, Darcy is available for speaking engagement about uh, multifamily syndications. He's done it uh, for many years on a large scale. So he's uh, he's your expert. And uh, me, Aurélien, the Mindful Investor. So that's Darcy, Darcy White, that's CM. And me, Aurélien, the Mindful Investor.net. I have a coaching program. Happy to help you get to financial freedom through real estate investing. If you want to help me get you on your way, just contact me. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everyone.